Hello everyone, this is Extra Time Wave, uh, and here we're Tim. You alright Tim? Simon, how's it going? Yeah, I'm alright, thanks. Um, I guess, in terms of, we're only really interested in the Premier League here, I know we've got the other leagues out there, um, should know more about them, I don't. Um, you only really know about the top teams there. But, um, anyway, the Premier League. Um, I think we were talking about earlier about the only things, the only thing left to really play for now, I guess besides Swansea needing... 10 goals or something to win the last game, which obviously isn't going to happen to stay up in the Premier League. But the only thing really left now is, um, uh, what is it? Yeah, um, Chelsea, Liverpool getting top four, which is for me, I mean, interesting that your thoughts here, but for me, I think that's bizarre because the way Liverpool are playing at the moment and how they're doing in the Champions League, um, it's just, it seems like their mind is just on the Champions League final at the moment because they've been a bit poor. In the past few games and Chelsea could take it and I think as a Liverpool fan in that team if they don't get top four like I just think like, how I think you get bashed in the media over that I mean what's your thoughts on that like Chelsea could potentially get your top four yeah. spot um, I think to be honest if Liverpool don't get get the top four it will be a bit of a disaster in the sense it looked like a few weeks ago that we pretty much had this wrapped up mm. Um I mean, last season we we sort of had a similar situation where we had to get a result against Middlesbrough on the last day and they managed to get it. Ideally, you do not want to be relying on having to get a result on the last day to secure the top four. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure um, financially, but also in, in the sense that you really feel... The club, the, the moment, it seemed like the momentum, there was a lot of momentum carrying Liverpool forward at the moment. And if they didn't qualify for the Champions League back-to-back, I don't know, it would just be a difficult one to stomach. Of course, Liverpool do have a backdoor route into the Champions League if they if they were to somehow beat Real Madrid in the final. Mm. But you you do not want to be going into the Champions League final relying on having to beat Real Madrid to qualify. I think, looking at those last games, I think, so you got Liverpool-Brighton and then Newcastle-Chelsea. I think they're very hard to predict what could happen there. Like I think your saving grace is that Brighton are safe, so they might already be in party mode. But I don't know. Um, it it could be very tough. Like yeah, I mean, I, I was really nervous about it midweek, and I felt a hell of a lot better about it when Huddersfield managed to hang on against Chelsea and and. Tell you a bit more relieved of that. Like imagine if. Chelsea yeah, well, won that. I mean, it essentially gave Liverpool another out. It was looking like we were going to have to beat Brighton at Anfield at the last day of the season in order to secure top four. Now, a draw, a draw would be okay as well. The only thing that slightly concerns me is in the sense that because Liverpool know that a draw will do it, will they naturally sit back a bit more and be a bit more defensive? I don't really think that suits Liverpool's well, side. Like mind games now with them, where like. Not not the other team doing mind games, but on themselves thinking, oh, it's only... Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's holding... It, just Liverpool need to hold their nerve. And we have had situations this season and last season where if teams do sit back at Anfield, we sometimes struggle to break them down. We're almost better away from home, I feel, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, say, like, from sort of an Arsenal fan point of view, I think you've done well against us because when we're not good at sitting back. We only know how to go forward, like Liverpool in the same sense. And 
we just play into their hands at times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, if this team, Liverpool probably do best when there's teams who come at us because it generally leaves a bit of space, particularly if they play a high line. Um, when you have Salah, Firmino and Mane in your team, you should always score goals. But there is occasions where, where at home, where teams do sit deep and, and put men behind the ball. And sometimes it's just difficult to get in behind the defence. And, and Liverpool don't really cross the ball. They're not... They're not a, you know, they, they, they don't, I don't know. They don't that Robertson, I've seen going, going up and yeah. down. He's, like, I think he's... I, think I he, don't think he's been highlighted enough of how good a fullback he actually is. Like from what I've seen, I think he's, I think he's probably one of the best fullbacks in the league. From what I've seen of him play in the, the latter stages of this season, he's very good attacking. But I think Liverpool's wide players, they try and whip it into feet. Or, yeah, because you haven't really got that central striker. Like a, I guess you got that Ings and everything, but he's not. He's not a star, is he? So yeah, they. I mean, they either try the the wide player. They either try and cut it back, or they try and whip it into feet. And I think when teams sit back, because Liverpool don't really cross the ball, we don't really have any, you know, great aerial presence in the box. I think, you know, sometimes Plan A, you're kind of wondering where where is Plan B. Uh, to be honest, I'm I'm still confident we will be Brighton for the simple reason, or a couple of reasons. One is that they played midweek and they should be tired. We've had the week off. I don't believe in that so much. I mean, just as like the human body in general. Obviously, it's um not obviously live on. I mean, I don't I don't play football, so how can I say oh you can just do ninety minutes and it's fine? But just looking in the general sense, like you have a few days off and you should be fine. Like, how can you? This is where I, because I don't play football, I don't understand it enough. But I just, don't, I feel like if you have a, like a few days off, you should be fine to go again. You know, like give it your all and stuff like that. I think that unless you've always had a bit of a knock or injuries in that game. But if you if you finish that game, no injuries or anything, I think you should be fine to go again. I don't, I don't necessarily believe in that. When I hear that, I just always kind of like, mm, don't, just don't believe in it. I think there's levels in the sense that it only it only requires you to drop off couple of percent for the other team to have an edge on you and particularly at this stage of the season after you know what for almost every player in the Premier League who plays regularly has been a pretty grueling season I think it probably can play a large factor and I think it is actually also one of the reasons why Liverpool have had a couple of poor results recently because they have gone so deep in the Champions League that that has taken a lot out of them not just physically but mentally as well um, so yeah but uh, I mean in terms of what, what I think is going to save Liverpool it, it is the fact that Brighton have, have played midweek Liverpool have had that week off and also as you said you know Brighton Brighton are safe now mm. not much to play for there's probably a lot of those players who are thinking about their summer holidays you look at a squad like Brighton I mean I'm sure some of them will go to the World Cup for, for various nations but a good, a good chunk of them, I'm guessing, will will have no World Cup to go to. So, I'm hoping that Brighton will have one eye on 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 stuff like that, and 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 not be so desperate to 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 get a result at all costs at Anfield. Yeah, I just um. So Chelsea have to win, and you have to lose. Correct. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, I think the most likely they, scenario. They did it to Man U, and I'm, I know I, I'd say. Man U and Liverpool are different places, not not vastly, but you guys are different places at the moment. But just saying that statement now, 
I could believe it could happen. I don't think it's out of the realms that it can't happen. I mean, it's ha- I've seen it happen before in my lifetime in the sense I remember the 90, I think it was the 99-2000 season. I think Liverpool were playing Bradford City on the last day and I think Liverpool had to win to secure, I think it was actually top three back then got into the Champions League. I think fourths, fourths didn't actually qualify and Bradford had to win to stay in the Premier League and Bradford beat Liverpool, I think it was 2-1. So we came fourth, we didn't get into the Champions League for the following season yeah. and Bradford actually miraculously stayed up. So it has happened to me before. Um, but So it could be a season where you don't get top four and you don't win the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, if that were to happen, I'll be honest, I, I feel like you'd be, be annoyed. I'd be very annoyed with that. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be it would that would take a while to get over, and it it would be more the the lack of Champions League that would that would annoy me in the sense that you're looking for consistent progress with Liverpool after a lot of years in the doldrums. So, do you think if that happens, because um, like I think we we're saying before we started doing this, how I think it's a bit of paranoid as a fan. You feel like your team always gets bashed in the media, and I definitely. I definitely do feel like Arsenal do get unfair treatment at times. Just treatment as well, but unfair treatment. And I'm just thinking, like, if that happens to Liverpool, they don't get Champions League. And, what is it? And they don't get top four. I think it would be justified for Klopp, more so Klopp than the actual team, um, to get bashed in the media over it. I think certain elements of the media will bash him. I think he will still retain the support of Liverpool fans. I think he's earned that right at this stage. I, I don't think Liverpool why do fans you think, will... Why do you think he's earned that right? Because everybody's seen the progress. The progress is pretty obvious for everyone to see. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. in terms of... That's what, like, like we are saying last time, really. Like In terms of style and play, yes, there's been progress. But then when you come down to trophies, like I know, like it, obviously, Real Madrid like could win it. Like The, the thing we're looking at the... The statistical analysis of the game, and they they're just edging it like over fifty percent to win it or something. And I don't, they've I don't got like a forty percent type stat that they could win it. Listen, I think if you've got to look at the last time, the last period in Liverpool's history where they qualified regularly for the Champions League was between two thousand and one to about two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten, something like that, mm. and. In the intervening years, more often than not, we'd missed Champions League. We'd never done it back-to-back. Klopp did not inherit a great... He inherited some decent players, but there was, you know, it was clearly a rebuilding job that needed to be done here. I think his, his net spend is... It's either £5 million profit or he's or he spent £5 million. I saw it the other day. I can't remember which one it was, which is... Very, very little compared to any of the teams in the Premier League. Now, you can argue the Coutinho figure distorted that, but at the same yeah. time, we lost Philip Coutinho as a result of that, so you can't have it both ways. Um, and I, I don't think it's a case of, of not having silverware to show for it. I, I think it's a case of the progress is there for everyone to see in, in terms of the way the team is playing, the way people feel about the team. I think it's pretty obvious what Klopp is trying to do. Under Rodgers, you know, sometimes you wondered 
you know, what tactically, what is he trying to do here? What kind of brand is yeah, he trying I, to get I, us to play? It's, I get Klopp's style. Klopp um, has a very, very clear message. And it, it, it's very, very obvious to every, almost every Liverpool fan now what sort of players he'd be interested in signing. To the point where I've never really felt like that about a Liverpool coach before. I mean, Benitez, Julier, I was just about Hodgson. to pull up Benitez. How annoyed would you be? Benitez goes out and beat him. And, uh, oh no, sorry, no. I'm being stupid. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if Benitez beat Chelsea, but it doesn't, you want, you want, uh, you want Benitez to beat Chelsea. Yeah, you want, but okay, yeah. like you, but in that sense, I guess, okay, my point kind of makes sense in a different way. Like, how would you, you'd be more, very annoyed at Benitez to not win that game, to let Chelsea win, and and then they could muck up your chances. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, you wouldn't really expect Newcastle to get anything against Chelsea anyway, in the sense that you know they're 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 safe. Obviously, they've had a decent season. I think it's at home. Very similar to Brighton like... in a sense. But Newcastle, excuse me, Newcastle are, are obviously at home, um, and Benitez and Chelsea have a bit of history there, and Benitez is tactically very. I mean, he's he's good at putting people behind the ball and, and making things difficult. So yeah. I actually do have a bit of a confidence that, you know, Benitez can maybe able to get a point or something there, but we shouldn't really be thinking about that game. We, we should be focusing on just getting the win against Brighton. I wonder, did you watch, there was a game that, um, I think it was at home to Newcastle. They played against City and it was the most boring game ever watched because he went in with a tactic of like, we're not going to cross the halfway line. I remember gonna, watching that game. We're going to sit back, yeah. We're mm-hmm. going to sit back and just defend. And I think City must have had well, like at least seventy percent possession for that whole game. They didn't bother going forward, and it was literally you could. There was no masking what they were trying to do. It was very obvious that they were going to sit back and try and get a draw. And you know, like when like Mourinho does it as well, like. You know, some the media and the pundits will applaud them, saying, "Oh, tactical genius, defending great." Um, but I think we said before as well that football is an art form and you should be entertaining. And sometimes, like I just think that's a, against the game, isn't it? Like you've got to, you've got to play it. I mean, you've got to go go for it at times. So like, you can't just sit back the whole game. Yeah, <laughs> I I think it's a combination of a few reasons. I mean, Rafa has always been safety first. Yeah. He, if you look at Newcastle squad on paper, there's not much in the way of quality there. I would say he's overachieved this year. Yeah, I think for them, I think for the going into the next season, if they could keep Benitez, that would be very good for them. Like, I've got if they didn't make any signings, if they just just kept Rafa Benitez there, I think that'd be very good for Newcastle. Yeah, I think I'm not sure Rafa will stay unless he gets more financial backing than he has had. But I'm not sure that's going to change whilst Mike Ashley is the owner of Newcastle United because, you know, he, you know, you've read in the press, he's, he's trying to do a deal to get rid of the club. He just wants too much money. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, if Ashley's looking to sell the club, I, I can't see him writing, writing big checks for players. So, you know, as a Newcastle fan, all, all, all you would be hoping for there is that a takeover into, into good owners gets done sooner rather than later. And they can they can look to invest in the squad. Um, um, but I'm, just on a final point though yeah. about the top four. I mean, as I said, I don't think Liverpool should be worrying too much about the Chelsea Newcastle game. They should just be focusing on what they need to do. Oh, of course, I think that's with anything. Don't don't worry about what the other teams doing. Worrying in yourself, and um, yeah, I think that goes without saying. That's a good point. Uh, 
I just want to say, like, we kind of talked about it a bit earlier about the Champions League final. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a make or break for Liverpool um, because I think it's, a, I'm going to say the same thing as the last time, I think it's an achievement in itself just getting there. I think no one can deny that. Um, but it's going to be a very, I think it's going to be a very interesting final since it's against a team who are Real Madrid and that they know what they're doing, they're the experienced sides, and you've got the kind of like the underdog in a sense of playing great football, but can mm-hmm. they do it when it matters? Are they going to live up to expectations? Or, you know, it's just a lot of things that at play there. Um, I mean, how do you think it could go? And what do you think, what do you think likely is going to happen? I think Liverpool will be quite happy to be underdogs in that game. I think the more people expect Real Madrid to beat Liverpool, the more that will suit Liverpool and their psyche going into that game. Yeah, I think I can see a few things happening. I mean, I could see Liverpool steamrolling Real Madrid in the first half for twenty or twenty-five minutes. I think that could happen as well. I think like getting if, two or three goals, and if then... you do them in the first half, I don't think they're going to come back. But I think if if it goes to first, if it goes nil-nil in the first half, I think I'll be favouring Real Madrid more to win it in the end. I think so. I mean, to me, Liverpool's best chance of probably winning is is a, an early blitz. Yeah, which you're get, more than capable of doing. Yeah, where where we get two or three goals, and then after about thirty thirty five minutes, we, you know, realize, oh God, we're we're three nil up here. Liverpool will naturally sit sit back. Madrid will probably claw a couple of goals back, and and Liverpool could conceivably hang on. I could see that possibly happening. I think you're right though. If it is nil all after sixty sixty five minutes. You'd you'd have to favour Real Madrid because they have they, they they will have a deeper squad in terms of their bench. They have that experience. You'd you'd have to yeah. I think you'd have to favour Real Madrid if the, if it looks like the game. If it, is going if it that drags way. on nil nil, I can imagine like <laughs> I don't know your thoughts on Ronaldo obviously being an X Man U player, but imagine a cross goes yeah. in, him head it in like. Imagine that'd be raging. You'd be raging, would you? <laughs> I think Man United fans will be hoping Ronnie does them a favour by yeah. denying Liverpool a uh, sixth Champions League. I mean, I, I, the only thing about Ronaldo is I, I know he's had a little knock recently. I'm sure he'd be fine for the final. I think he's, he's a type of player who would just play for it. Yeah, he's naturally a very fit guy anyway. I mean, they say he's probably the fittest player who's ever played football. I wouldn't um, disagree with that. <laughs> yeah, I think physically, I mean, he, he physically he probably, I'm not convinced he's the greatest player ever but physically mm, yeah okay. as a physical <laughs> specimen he, he he probably is the best the best natural athlete he's ever played football yeah i think that's you always get the messi ronaldo sort of arguments and uh, i think when people start talking about it, i think eventually it comes down to people saying ronaldo is taking his abilities to further stick and go and he's a, a like an unbelievable athlete whereas messi's just got the gift and that's so they're I feel like they're, they're great in their own ways and uh, but I just don't know like I don't even know how that started that type of thing with they were saying oh who, who's better than that I don't even like it's definitely in the past four or five years that whole started doesn't it oh who's the better player um, I'd say it's a bit longer than that now I'd really say you think so yeah because I, I mean I know Ronaldo had one great season at Man United before he left. 
he was good in years before, but he had one season where he got a bit like Mo Salah this year. He got forty or forty-two goals or something. Yeah, and then he went to Real Madrid in two thousand and nine, and you know Messi, Messi was was probably the top player in the world from about two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine onwards. So really, it's more like, really it's more like ten years then it's been going on. I think Ronaldinho probably was was the player before Messi who was the, the best considered the best player in the world at the time. And, and when Ronaldinho's career looked like it was coming to an end, Messi kind of took over the baton. And I think sort of around that 2009 period onwards, you've had that debate between the two of them. Yeah, I feel like they're both world-class players. I just think at any given time in a game, you can, like everyone just expects them to do something. And usually, they, like 95% of the time, they usually do. But I mean, just, I mean, just going on from the Champions League now, there's another final coming up, the FA Cup one. Um, I think that's got an interesting story in itself because I thought like both teams um, feel like they need to win something just to sort of save face this year. Uh, Chelsea didn't win it last year, Arsenal beat them. So I feel like they would not want that to happen again to kind of, I don't want it to be people saying, oh, lost again. And then when it happens again, saying, oh, was it the third time? You know, I feel like they want to nip that in the bud, all the fans. And um, I mean, it's... For for me in that game, I could just only really see Man United winning it though. I just feel like when it comes to when it comes to the crunch, I feel like Mourinho nine times out of ten just somehow always finds a way. Um, you, yeah, you love him or you hate him, he's always going to find a way to nine times out of ten win a game or win a trophy. Um, I can only really see Man United winning that. I just feel like Chelsea have had too many problems this year. Um, I mean, I know I know your thoughts in the FA Cup. You don't really rate it too much. I I, I still. I get interested, I guess, when it's like quarterfinals onwards. Um, I feel like the the games before that, I think it's nice for some of these teams to play some of their um, youth squad players or the fringe players. Um, I mean, what, what do you think is going to happen in their game? Do you think is? I know it's not interesting in the Champions League, but do you, do you see Mourinho, like Man United winning it? Or think Chelsea might do it? Or? I think Conte will be very keen to... I forgot about the battle between Conte and Mourinho yeah, as well, I mean, the things that have been said. <laughs> Conte and Mourinho obviously don't like each other. Conte looks like he's going to be off this summer. He'll, if he can, if any, you know, he'll be desperate to leave on a high mm. for <clears throat> his own reputation and also for the for the fans. You know, he, he'll 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 be really keen to win that game. I think a lot will depend on Eden Hazard and how he plays and performs. He's he's been a bit inconsistent, isn't he? Like. Another season where he's showing up and then not showing up, and he was terrific against Liverpool when they beat us. He was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch that game. To be honest, I mean Chelsea didn't started him on the bench midweek, and I, I couldn't understand that decision at, when it was such an important game for them. Uh, I mean, it kind of shows, you know, you know, to me, to me, that was Conte's last chance, and the fact that he started with Hazard on the bench, I was pretty shocked by that. But I mean, getting back to the FA Cup final. Um, I mean, I, I kind of see it as a coin flip, that game, to be honest. I kind of see it as 50-50. Yeah, I mean, you're right, Mourinho, in game, games where he needs to get a 1-0 or a nil-all or something, you know, he is difficult. But, you know, I, I don't really look at Man United's team and think they're any that much better than Chelsea. I think Chelsea have a chance of beating them. Whether they will... I mean, you're probably right. Maybe maybe 55-45% you'd favour United in that one. But as I said, I, I don't think it's that relevant a game. You know, I, I think it's a second-rate trophy these days. You know, I, I if Man United win, I don't really care. If Chelsea win, I don't really care either. But you, do you feel like you won't watch it then? You, you I, I, I probably... 
Is it before or after the Champions League final? Good question. I don't know. Yeah. Put it this way. It's around the same time. If Liverpool Liverpool qualify for the top four and they they win the Champions League, I probably will watch it because I'll be on such a high anyway, I won't really care. So it matters to when it is. So if it's before the Champions League. Yeah, uh, I'd probably watch it, yeah. But if Liverpool Liverpool have a a poor finish to the season, you know, I probably wouldn't bother. Um, I mean, as well, the teams, I mean, Conte's Chelsea, I mean, I know that last year they were very effective at what they did with that system. <clears throat> but themselves and um Man United, I mean they're not they're not great sides to watch. Yeah, I just I don't know whether Lukaku will be ready for that game either. It seems like in the when we watched that Brighton Man U game, you could, uh, I think you could tell they were missing him. Like regardless of what people say about Lukaku, I feel he's got what, twenty at least twenty goals this season. So he's a very good player, very like you he, he'll get you the goals. Um, I, I just going on a similar point. I do think Giroud can cause problems for United centre backs. Yeah, because I think we we're saying before as well. We like, they're above average players, but um, are they going to take Man United to like to the next level? I guess they've come second, but <laughs> how far behind City? It's a bit strange. We've had two seasons like that where, um, say, Tottenham. Last year, they got enough points in another season where they would have won it. It's just Chelsea blew everyone away. Same thing this season. City have just blew everyone away. And I think like Man United, Mourinho and that, they got enough points to win the league in probably any other season. It's just Man United and Man City have had a great season. So, yeah, it's very odd that, that these teams probably feel like they've done enough to win it. But <laughs> it's just these other teams out there just blew everyone away. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could just only really see Man United winning that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd have them as favourites, but I, I, I do think Chelsea can beat them. And as you said, after losing in the final last year, <coughs> Conte's last game, you know, they'll 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 be really up for that one. I feel Pogba will be up for it. Um, I'm trying to think of the midfield battles. I just you got like obviously Matic against Chelsea, and I don't know whether he will want to prove a point against Chelsea. Um, regardless of how what happened when he sold, I feel like they go against your old club, like with, in any profession. You'd want to prove a point. Um, I think yeah. I think United side is a bit more settled than Chelsea's. I think that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, they feel like. I think I, I I'd be more confident of knowing what United's best team is at the moment than Chelsea's. Um, that's probably the only way I could I could probably put it. I just feel like with uh, Chelsea's attacking, like they're just the main striker is a. Um, it's just um, it's just a bit of a shame that Morata hasn't worked hasn't worked out for them at the moment. Still giving another season, it could be great next season. Um, he might just need a new manager, a new system. But I mean, to me, I, I think Morata with Morata. I think if Chelsea get a good offer for him in the summer, I don't think they'll actively look to sell him. But I think if they get a good offer from a Juventus or a Real Madrid or Athletic, you know, whoever, I don't know, I don't know what sort of team would be interested in Morata. He's not a bad player, but he's not he's not prolific enough in my eyes. Uh, and to be honest, that's actually what Chelsea fans said last year. I worked with a Chelsea fan at the time, and he was not happy that they had gone after Morata. He was like, if you look at his actual... Well, so he saw it beforehand. Yeah, well, he. I mean, if you just look at Morata's goal-scoring record, you know, it was solid, if if, if not spectacular. Yeah, he's never really played, though. I think that was always the, the point people could make about him. Like, he was never given a, a proper chance. Yeah, I mean, that may be so, but at the same time, you can only go off the stats that, that, that you see in front of you. And, and 
you know, they looked at it and they hadn't seen many goals. And, they, you know, to be fair, he's proved to be right this season. So, Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously the Champions League is more exciting than the FA Cup. Um, I think something as well, just when the time is played, like at night time, isn't it? Like compared to like during the day, I feel like there's nice weather, everyone's kind of probably more concentrating on the barbecues, maybe some people. Yeah, I mean, I, I, for me, I, I tell you what a big thing about the FA Cup is for me is is I, I don't really like the new Wembley Stadium. I yeah. think it's a bit soulless. I don't really like, it, it just never did it for me. I I did like the FA Cup when it was in the Millennium Stadium. And I think ever since it's left there and gone back to Wembley, I, I just, I've lost interest in it. Um, I, I, I used to love the old Wembley Stadium. I can still, you know, picture it perfectly in my head. But to me, like I said, the FA Cup for a long time hasn't hasn't been what it was. Yeah, we spoke about stadiums before, how um, like Bet365 Stadium, Emirates Stadium, you know, like the, the Wembley one. Yeah. And, uh, just, um, but it feels he, a bit like, hey, like, honestly, I know like corporations are, Football's very attractive, and I know it's always going to be that. But I just feel like it kind of takes away a bit of the soul, doesn't it? And like, yeah, I mean, like I it takes away something from the fans and the love for the game when just you know it's all about the, the soul, like soulless type aspects of it. Um, yeah. Um, the only thing is, I mean, I know the FA Cup as well. They were even going to change the name to the Emirates Cup or something, or yeah, something or the the FA Cup in association with them or, you know and, and the, to me that just showed you I, I don't even think they could find a sponsor for it for a while which shows you how, how little interest most people have in it so yeah I mean like I said I, I don't really mind one way or the other who wins that game I won't be jealous of Man United if they win the FA Cup I won't be jealous of Chelsea if they win it it, it, it doesn't really matter to me yeah so um, uh, let's kind of move on from the finals now just because Arsenal on in it, so um, so I say like transfer stories. Um, I think the big one for me, um, I don't really want to harp on about Man United and Liverpool too much. <laughs> I know you're very keen to talk about Liverpool, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like an interesting one for me was Martial because I remember when before he went, I was saying I really want really want this um, player to come to Arsenal, and uh, just wanted to wear, like I just I feel like that's going to happen. He's going to leave. Um, I say we don't know anything. We just we're just looking at what we're told. Um, but he's a young player and he's obviously very good. Like, if it is if it is true and he is going to go up, like, I think some of the big clubs out there should be going for him. Uh, I just, I think it's a shame he hasn't worked out for Man United. Um, yeah, I just don't know. I just, I mean, what's your thoughts? Would you, would you ever seen with Liverpool or do you, there's a team out there you think he should definitely go to there? Like Premier League or outside? I don't think Man United would ever entertain selling anyone to Liverpool, even if he was not very good. Has there ever been a player that's gone from Man United to Liverpool recently, like, say, like, the last five, ten years? Liverpool tried to sign Gabriel Heinze, mm. and I think it was about 2007, from Man United. Rafa Benitez was keen on him, Heinze was keen to come, yeah. and Alex Ferguson <coughs> did whatever he could to sabotage the deal. Mm. So it never went ahead. And I guess Ferguson's still there, so he would still have that mindset, wouldn't he? Yeah, I mean, I know he's been unwell this week, and we obviously wish him a speedy recovery here yeah, in extra time, wife. But yeah, I mean, players going from Man United to Liverpool—it's—it's—it's it's, it's not very not very common. I mean, I know Paul Ince in the nineties didn't go directly from Man United to Liverpool, but he had previously been, you know, one of their top players 
a few years before. Didn't Owen do it as well? Well, not like yeah. was, it, was it direct or not? I can't remember. So no, no, no. I mean, Owen Owen went from Liverpool to Real Madrid, and then Real Madrid to Newcastle. Oh, so it's very much a very big gap. Wasn't it? Yeah, and then he went from I think it was Newcastle to Stoke. So. Sorry, I beg your pardon. He went from Newcastle to Man United, but I mean, everybody knew he was sort of crocked at that stage. But yeah, I mean, I didn't enjoy seeing it at the time, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I guess you weren't too bothered because you knew he wasn't the same player. Yeah, I mean, it was quite clear. You know, injuries had had taken their toll on Mike. I mean, Mike alone missed about four years of his career through injury, possibly even longer if you add them all up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones as well. I think Martial's an interesting one. Um, and what's always quite interesting as well um, uh, on transfer stories is how, uh, obviously, it's just what you read, but um, how Paul Lambert's come out saying, oh, just because they're getting relegated, you, like, players like Butland can't be expected to mm. be sold. I mean, um, I think I said before about, I think Arsenal do need to replace Czech. I think maybe I'd keep him as... I don't know, number two or something. I'm not too sure, but I'd, I'd love to see Butland uh, Arsenal. I feel like we wouldn't have to spend above and beyond to get him, even though he's an English player. And I feel he's young enough. Like, um, goalkeepers have a, a long, longer career than the other players. But I think, yeah, he's young enough to grow um, into a great keeper there. And he could be like another David Seaman on your hands. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, if he's going to go, I'd really want Arsenal to go for him um, I think he will go I'd be surprised if he stayed at Stoke because he's yeah. he's going to want to continue getting in England squads or England teams and he's not going to do that in the championship is there have there been any, I guess is there any team well, I don't know teams any players I think like another player I'd love to see not at the, maybe not necessarily at Arsenal but just in a, another side of Shakiri. I think he's a very good player and if he's the type of player you shouldn't be playing in the championship, I feel like either go abroad or go to another Premier League. I think someone should be tap, trying to tap mm. him up, trying to get him out. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think there's three players at Stoke who people will see real value in. There's Jack Butland, there's Joe Allen, and there's, uh, forgive me if I'm pronouncing his first name wrong, Zerkdan Shakiri. No, I, think, I think that's nothing <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's those three. <laughs> I just went with the last name. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I think it's those three that, that people will really. You know, be looking to to get, and uh, those three will move on. I think, in relation to Paul Lambert's point about you know, just because we've got relegated players, shouldn't expect to find to find it necessarily easy to get out of Stoke. I think a lot of players will have hedged their bets with relegation release clauses, things yeah. like that. I mean, I'd be very surprised if Shakiri, uh, Alan Butland, these sort of players didn't have those in their contracts because Stoke. Stoke were marketing themselves to potential prospects as, look, we, we can push on and try and get into the Europa League. OK, maybe not the Champions League, but, you know, they, they, they probably would have thought there, there wasn't much risk of us going down. You know, we don't mind giving you a relegation release clause if it, yeah. makes, if it makes you makes makes you join our club. So I think he's wrong if he thinks people like Shakiri, Allen, Butland, these kind of players will stay. They will definitely go. I think he's got a point, though, to say. Why is it so obvious where teams go down that everyone thinks, oh, well, these players are going to go? Yeah, yeah. I, but I mean, I think I think there's there's players who are who are who aren't good enough even for the championship there, and and that won't be any use to to Stoke in a relegation or sorry in a in a promotion race in the championship. 
the championship requires a certain kind of player to, you know, to get you back up. Yeah. I think there's a lot of uh, Stoke, you know, will probably be quite happy to get rid of some of those players. I mean, your man Berahino, I don't think he scored a goal since he's joined. He's probably it's a, on. It's a very old 50, one, that one, isn't he? Week. I feel like because he had that one good one good season, and then <laughs> and then just nothing. <laughs> feel sorry for the guy that I've been just like obviously earning loads more money than me I mean, I'm not going to feel that sorry but just in terms just looking at it like like one great season and just nothing it's like I, lo- I kind of like to see players like that have comebacks you know just um, you say like the Vardy story where come up and he's playing great and he's been like I know he's quite old for the player now but he's playing great now but I love to see the stories where a player comes out it's been great has a dip in form like for a season or something and then just everything's going wrong and it suddenly comes back and it's great like um, I know you, you probably don't much about but I saw that because all of Arsenal he's um, training again don't know whether he'll be there next season but I'd love it if he came back and um, started playing again just had like another season and he got back to some of the form that he had a few years ago he was like I just want to say everyone out there just look up Cazola on YouTube and some of his skills he's just like because it's been so long you forgot how much of a good player he actually was like but then what you're saying um, actually I don't think we said that on here but we are saying before about Arsenal and those type of players um, that Fab- the Fabregas type of players you know they're very skillful but very sort of um, the smaller sort of stature type players um, he definitely fits that and you can see why Arsenal got him but yeah anyway I'm going on a tangent but yeah like I'd love to see like that would be a type of player I'd love to see come back where he was great then Gone through injury, had so many, so many problems. But he's such a like, like when you see interviews with him, he's such a you can tell he's just a genuinely nice guy. That I think everyone wants him to come back and start playing really well again. Those are the stories I like. Yeah, yeah I think to be honest, I mean, mm. yeah, I mean everybody likes the comeback kid. Yeah, but I think in Cazorla's case, it's 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 probably unlikely. I think he, he's at that age now where yeah, where I know, you I don't know. really come back. <laughs> it's more wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually feel like somebody likes. I know Gerard has just taken the Rangers' job. If, if you know, maybe you know, on a free transfer or something. If I don't know how long Cazorla has left on his contract, but you know, I think it finishes this season. Yeah, so I mean, that that might be a move that makes sense for all parties. I don't know if Rangers could afford. I mean, I'm pretty certain they couldn't afford his wages. But well, just being a Spanish midfielder <laughs> probably bumps it up. Yeah, but I mean, it's that kind of player that I think Rangers should probably be targeting. Not that I'm a Rangers supporter, but. You know the the, the yeah, players, like, players like who Torrey, are didn't they were Celtic. Yeah, the players who were sort of coming to the end of their uh, end of their time in terms of not being able to do it week in week out in the Premier League, slower pace of the game in Scotland. They you know they could they could they could still have a have a a, a decent couple of years up there. Yeah. Going back to relegation teams, are you um, surprised on who's who's gone down? I mean, from what we were talking about before, um, I'm very. <laughs> In a sense of just football being an art form and entertaining, I'm um, I'm quite happy that Stoke and uh, West Brom are gone because at times, well not at times, I'd say majority of the time, they play quite boring football. Long balls, just and uh, nicking a goal when it's not really deserved and then get one goal up and just defend all the time. I'm quite happy to see those teams go, to be honest. Uh, Quite very indifferent about Swansea. Um, but yeah, generally, I mean, for us, I think Stoke will be a bit of a bogey team for us. Um, 
West Brom, I think there was one game before we lost 3 0 to them or something, and just from crosses. So, um, no, I'm quite happy for this guy. I mean, are you surprised about the teams that went down, or did you see it no. coming? I mean, the teams that came up stayed up. Yeah, I mean, I, Swansea, if you look through Swansea's, Swan, excuse me, Swansea's squad, very little in the way of quality there, very little in the way of the names. I mean, I know they had a dreadful start to the season, and it looked like it was almost certain they were going to go down. They had a bit of a purple patch then. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not not surprised that Swansea have gone down at all. West Brom um, had a bit of a strange season in the sense that I thought they might have sacked Tony Pulis a little bit too early. Yeah, Pardew, you know, really. Well, just to be fair, though, if you look at that, Darren Moore has taken over um, uh, West Brom. He's um, done quite well, isn't he? Like he's got the same amount of points as Pardew. Yeah, I mean that's the, the mm. point I was just going to make is that. Mm. If you look at their whole season, Pardew came in and it didn't work out from the players. You know, I think his message to the players didn't seem to be getting across. If you listen to what James McLean was saying, but then Darren Moore came in and you know they were getting he's results. Like club legend, isn't he? So, so yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I don't know much about him, but but I know they were getting results against Liverpool. They got a result against Man United. They got a result against Spurs. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're probably thinking that they wish he had came came in sooner, but. You know, again, if you look through their squad, there there is some good players there. I quite like. Uh, I think it's Hagazi or Hagazi. I'm not sure how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, the Greek. Is he? No, uh, he's Egyptian. 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 Yeah, he, he, yeah, he's a, he's a good centre back. I think Johnny Evans is a decent centre back. He's got that release clause as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Three million pounds, from what I hear. I think Jay Rodriguez has had injury problems on his day. He's a very good striker. James McLean is a decent player. You know, so they they had some quality there more than Swansea, but. Just, just to couldn't score enough goals really this season. Yeah, about Swansea as well about players. Maybe other teams should be looking at. Can I really think of like um, Andre Ayew, who went there? Who might be attractive to some teams? Um, Possibly, yeah. I think Fabianski it's... is quite an okay goalkeeper. I think he could do a job for the team there. Yeah, I mean, some some of these players might attract interest from the the lower rungs of the Premier League, but I, I can't see any of the top top six or eight teams being interested. No, I don't mean that, but I mean. Mm like a team that goes into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, Joe, this is one thing we didn't talk about before, but um, like Premier League team of the year. Um, I mean, I, I looked at it ages ago. I'm trying, because I want to do our one. Um, I'm trying to think of it. Was, I, I think, I can't exactly remember what, what the team of the year was. It doesn't matter. We're going to do our own one. Um, do you want to do, like you start off then, like, um, and I'm going to, we can maybe agree or argue on it, but who do you think should be goalkeeper of the year? David De Gea. Yeah, I think that was in. That's the one I definitely remember of um, the official one, um, and I kind of disagree with that. I feel like he's he's made second place for, for Man United in some games, and he yeah. does it quite consistently. I mean, I, I I don't think there's much of a debate there. He's clearly the best keeper in the league, and 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 by some distance, I would say. Yeah, what about in the world. I would say he's probably the best keeper in the world. I could, yeah, I'd agree yeah. with that. I can't, can't mm-hmm. disagree with that. Um, I should do left back. I think left back. That's a hard one. I think in the official one, they said Alonso. And I was thinking, there's a the reason they picked Alonso because I can't really think of any other left back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm probably biased in the sense uh, that Liverpool is who I support and who I, who I would watch the most. So, I mean, I know Andy Robertson, he, he wasn't quite in the are team. You, for are the you going to say Andy Robertson should be in team of the year? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd probably think he's a good candidate for it, yeah. yeah. But if you have to pick? 
Would you put him in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly I'd have him in there ahead of Alonso. I don't, I don't see what yeah, Alonso has done to have. No, I'm not. I agree. Yeah. That's why I said that. That's why I made like I just uh, could they just not think of anyone else? <laughs> Alonso is a very good player. Like, like it, he's definitely like the top there. Of Who does City have at left back again? I think they have Mendy. I think the reason probably meant like Mendy's been injured a lot, and then they had Delph. They just had like Delph playing Delph there, playing there yeah. and they kind of did like a Milner thing, you know, like just mm. playing midfielders in that role for yeah. some reason. That's happened quite a lot. So Arsenal did that with Maitland Niles. They just got midfielder playing right back. I just I've only really seen that this year. Like suddenly, people don't play these fullback roles. They're suddenly in fullback roles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you've you've kind of just made up my mind. Actually, I, I'm not even sure I am being biased when I say I put Andy Andy Robertson in there. I've judged on the games I've seen him in the latter stages, he's been very very good. Um, but I've watched more of the Champions League games he's played in than actually the Premier League. So. He's so just pretty, to, just to been, move on, pretty, I can't really I can't really think of any other yeah, left I mean, back. Yeah, I mean he's been pretty solid defensively. He's aggressive, good going forward. I mean Liverpool have made mistakes at the back this season, but I can't think of too many of them that were his mistakes. Yeah, um, yeah, we, I'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> I can't good. disagree. Either. Okay, glad um, agree. <laughs> centre backs. Uh, let's do the other full back first, will we? Oh, okay, then right back. So your turn. Right back. Um. Just trying to think of the candidates for right back. Give me a few names. Valencia, United. Yeah. You go for Hector yeah. Bellerin if you want. <laughs> uh, definitely would not be going for Hector Bellerin. <laughs> Who's um, Man City have a right back? Uh, Carl Walker. I think you got to go with Carl Walker. Yeah, I think you've got to go with Carl Walker. Yeah, he's, he's been very good. Season. I think yeah. he's done the right thing in mm-hmm. Spurs. Not saying I don't think Spurs are a good side. I think they're a very good side. Um, but... You can't like he's been playing better at Man City and he's won trophies at Man City, so you, you can't say it was a bad move and uh, yeah, fully deserved in that. Um, okay, yeah, like uh, center backs again, like I think we said before that when we to look to the top six, we're kind of saying they all need center backs, so um, I guess you got to put Otamendi in there. I think like he's had a good season. And if you're just looking at this season, I feel like he's been a very good defender. I wouldn't have Adam Andy in any. I've, you I, really wouldn't. No. Mm. I don't know. I've Sorry. just seen him play, and I think he's been quite good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I genuinely wouldn't wouldn't be having Adam Andy anywhere near the team. Oh, I who would do? Okay, well, you, well, your two centre backs. You can go Van Dijk and Lovren. <laughs> you um, definitely go Van Dijk. I, 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 very much consider having Van Dijk in there. I think I I think you could make a strong enough case for him. As I anyone, think if he was playing, else. I think he was playing Liverpool the whole season. I'd pick him. It's just that uh, I'd probably go with Vincent Company. And he's been in and out though. I want someone consistently. He's been there. Otamendi has consistently been there. Yeah, but I I listen. City's attack has masked major problems at the back, and City are a much better team at the back when Company's been there. He's their yeah. captain. I'm going to go with Company and, and Van Dyke. Can we meet in the middle and do Van Dyke and Otamendi? I just don't think Company's been consistent enough. Like I feel like when he's come in, he's been great, but I don't think you can put someone in, in the team of the year who's always in and out. <laughs> yeah, I, I said I, I, I just can't have Otamendi in, in, in any team of the year. All I right, just, let's just move on. Yeah, fine. <laughs> um, was it left mid? Right, it's your turn. Left mid. Um, I think you. Are we doing? Sorry, we're doing four four two. I like. I like the classic. Yeah, we'll do the classic for this. Um, 
I'd probably have Sane out wide on the Oh, left. definitely. He, he can move on straight away. I think he's he's the type of winger I want at Arsenal. I feel like we we spoke about it before. I feel like we're lacking that out and out winger. And I'd be thrilled if like I know it's never going to happen, but I'd be thrilled if he went to Arsenal. Like he's like he's a young, aggressive, pacey player. I mean, he's got very good skill, and uh, he'll get a goal and he'll get assists. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but he's got that tattoo of himself on his back. That just shows the confidence of the guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I only saw that online. It must be true, but like, um, uh, yeah, like it's a, like a, a full picture on his back of of him sort of with his arms out, like running mid celebration or something. You have to look it up later, but um, yeah, I think that just kind of like highlights of how confidence the confidence in him and uh yeah um no couldn't just dis- couldn't disagree with that um it's the two centre mids um I guess you've got to go for a defensive midfielder and attacking midfielder I mean yeah I guess defensive is quite hard attacking you just go De Bruyne but then defensive like I don't really know who to go for like, I don't yeah really De Bruyne for De Bruyne would be in the team I think I'd probably have I don't want to go for Kante just because of the way Chelsea's been this year. Like I can't, I don't want to hold it against him. It's just I, I, I I'd I probably have Raheem Sterling out wide. Yeah, well, I was talking about defensive midfielder though. No, no, I know that, but I, I'm just trying to mm. flesh out the options. I mean, I, I'd probably have Sterling out wide. He would have just shaded it ahead of Sadio Mane, just very, very close. Central yeah. midfield, I'd probably say go De Bruyne and Fernandinho. De Bruyne. I guess I can't really think of another defensive midfielder I'll put in there. I mean, I know my United fans would argue Matic for his no. performance early in the season, but no. I, I, I just don't know about I that. I see him play, and I feel like he's not as good as he was at Chelsea. I yeah, a, I think he's a good player still, but not in a team of the year type player. I mean, you could have Deli Ali at Spurs, maybe, or someone like that. Um, well, I guess it depends. Dembele, Wanyama. Oh, Dem- actually, no, I changed my mind. Dembele and um, De Bruyne. I think Dembele's like everyone's saying he's, underrated. I feel like if enough people keep saying he's underrated, and he's not underrated anymore. He struggles <laughs> to stay fit. I think that's the problem, or, or finish ninety minutes. Or Dembele. Yeah, I actually think you could make a strong again. I don't mean to be a complete partisan here, but James Milner has had a very, very good season. I've, we did speak about that before. I I bring it up again. I just feel like with Milner, he's very like you feel like with him, ninety nine percent of the time, he will always make the right decision. And, uh, that's that's he's what he does. He's very clever. I he's think it just comes with age, doesn't it? Like, no yeah, how. Uh, exactly. He's clever. He works hard. He's got a great engine. He's a natural athlete. Uh, yeah, I see. I mean, you, you'd you'd probably just go for City's pair, just on the basis of knock how out strong they were in the and put um, Fernandinho. Sorry, knock out Milner and then Bele. You want to do Fernandinho and De Bruyne? I think that's fair. I, I'd probably go Fernandinho. I give City the benefit of the doubt there. And yeah, I just this, don't want to come season. across as, as too much of a partisan. So yeah. Um, okay. When we so right mid, I mean, you just went out and said Sterling. Didn't give me a chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is <laughs> right right midfield his natural position? Say out on the right. Is I that usually think so, him? Yeah. yeah. Actually, I think so, yeah. He he can play actually across the front three. He can he can he can sort of play as a ten. He can play he can play on the left. He's most naturally on the right, but I mean, to be honest, I I, I think I was probably going to say <laughs> Sterling anyway. I can't but really I, think of any right. I think Sadio Mane is the better player, but I think Sterling, again, uh, 
some of this is just by being in Man City's team. I mean, Mane had had patches where he he wasn't quite on top form. So on that basis, I, I would give it to to Sterling. But if you're asking me, would I swap Mane for Sterling? No. I feel that Sterling deserves it just because I feel seasons before, obviously he's still a young player, but seasons before, um, he's had times of it this year, but when seasons, seasons before, like when he should have done something or should have shot and blah, 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 he wasn't doing it. And it's just like, it's ever say great player, but his stats would be like just in the single digits of like assists and goals. Whereas this year, when he's needed to do something, he's been a lot more clinical. I think, Obviously, being a city and having that guidance on Pep Guardiola helps um, to take that take his game up a notch. And uh, yeah, it's just um, he's been a lot more. He's had, uh, I think there's one game, wasn't it, where he was just literally like right in front of the goal and he completely missed it. So I think that's going to happen to players. But I feel like this year he's been a lot more clinical, and that, that's the reason why he's in the and he's obviously in the best team in the league at the moment. So yeah, it's definitely out on the right. So. Striker, I think that's pretty obvious for both of us. Yeah, strikers, I mean, pretty obvious. That I think be, be Mo Salah and Harry Kane. Yeah, Hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some other good strikers as well, Vardy, Aguero, and all. But those two are are, are a cut above. Yeah. Um, and Salah, you could argue. I mean, is he a winger? Is he a striker? You I've know, seen him play I, up front I, a couple of times in Liverpool, but he does because you play the front three and he comes in. The, the wing, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know, so he's not an out-and-out striker, which makes his goal-scoring record even more remarkable. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, he's, no, he's not, like, just doing tap-ins like Hernandez. I'm saying he's, he's having a considerable run-up and shooting. Yeah. Or, so, yeah. Um, yeah, two up front, yeah, Salo and Kane. Um, I, can't, I, th- Joe, I think we're. I think that's probably very similar to the official one. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, honest, I, I can't remember the official one. Off the I top can't of remember my either, head. but I think just us talking it out. I think we're very, very. It's difficult close. though, you know, because <laughs> if not the same, <laughs> sometimes you know between a Fernandinho or a, or a Milner. I know we put Robertson in left back, but we didn't agree in centre backs either. I don't think. I don't think they had Van Dijk. I don't think they had Robertson, and because um, I think they had Alonso, and I think they had uh, Vertonghen. Which is you? You could easily. I think Vertonghen could be justified. I don't think Alonso is justified. I just don't think there's any other left back they could pick. You could easily justify having more more Spurs players in there. I, I would say, and you know, to be fair, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure if we even put a Man United player in to there. To go, to go. But yeah, um, but I think that was the only one in the official one as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they they have had some good performers this season, but I, I wouldn't say they've had any top top performers. United bar De Gea, who do, every season is terrific. Yeah, um, I think. Um, just looking at the last games of the season now, um, I always like the last, like, because it's always on the same day, isn't it? Like, just on one day, let's just get all the games out. Um, just on a run through, like we did last time, just doing predictions and that. Um, looking at the first one here, I think they're all at three o'clock. Yeah, they are. That's what they usually do. Um, it's on a Sunday, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I kind of like that. Just sort of pick, you pick your game you're watching, but then you're on your phone or laptop or whatever, and you're keeping up to date with the other ones. and it's, I guess it's more interesting when it's in a season where there's Things a lot more tight. at stake. Yeah. Mm. Uh, whereas at this moment, you're not going to expect Swansea to get 10 goals against whoever they're playing. So, and it's only really interesting for Chelsea and Liverpool, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, just starting off, I guess we'll both give our predictions. Uh, looking at Burnley at home against Bournemouth, not entirely that exciting, <laughs> to, I'd say, to most people. <laughs> Burnley have had a great season. I'm going to go for Burnley 1 0. Yeah, I mean, it was a. I know Arsenal thrashed them. 
Uh, did they play another game after that, or are they come? I, think, I don't think they played another game. I could be wrong. Um, I'm gonna sure. go for Bournemouth to be honest. Actually, yeah, yeah. I think Bournemouth will nick it. Um, for like Burnley have had their good run, and I think they're kind of winding down now. Um, probably the same for Burnley. It's probably the same for Bournemouth as well. But I just think Bournemouth will nick it. I think they're quite good at getting late goals or pacey forwards. I think they'll nick it. Um, Palace, West Brom. Um, some of these like we're talking about it, some of these games there's no real excitement there so just because nothing's really at stake at the moment for the last game but yeah Palace West Brom what do you think? yeah I mean the the the, the prizes have already been and the punishments have, have more or less already been handed out this season and, and the yeah. only thing that's really left to play for is that fourth spot between Chelsea and Liverpool yeah so um, what do you think? Remind me of the game. That's what I'm It's not that interesting. Well, obviously to those fans, but to everyone else, I think they could understand it's not that interesting. Uh, yeah, Palace, West Brom. Um, I, I'm going to go for Palace in that one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we agreed quite a lot last time. but It is, though. It's like, who cares? Yeah, yeah so but well, I think West Brom might do it. You know, they've been on a good run. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. them being told they've been relegated, I still think... Just the run they've been on, I just think they'll do it. I think West Brom will get. I think it'll be a one nil. Uh, what are you thinking, Palace? I'm going to go for Palace. Yeah, one, I, I, one back, I, I, I didn't back Palace last week. I think I went for a draw with them. And Palace have surprised me how well they've done since Hodgson's come in. So I'm going to go for Palace. Um, <laughs> so there's one I'm interested in is a Huddersfield Arsenal. Just we've just got to get just for. We just need a point away from home. This is so embarrassing. This, this is Wenger's last game, isn't it? Yeah. We just need a point. It's just ridiculous. We can't be going into next season because you've got that massive break. You go into next season and it'll be like, still no points away from home. And oh, I just... How is it possible? Like... I feel like if, like with anything, not just football, I feel like with anything, once something becomes a thing, it's very hard to get out of it at times. And I feel like there's a few games, obviously, we didn't win. We haven't won any. But like there's a few games we didn't win away. And then suddenly in the media and the fans, they brought it up as a thing. And I don't know whether that's just played on Wenger or the players. Like It's kind of like I feel that it's expected now to lose I think it's a thing that, but I just feel like we need to go into that game and I don't know if it's against the rules just get every player in front of that goal like just just wedge them in somewhere just get I don't know if a whole yeah the goal is big enough to get 11 players there just get them all wedged in there and just <laughs> get, get a draw and then we'll get a point <laughs> and then that stat it just got rid of um, I mean but I, 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 I'm going to go for Arsenal losing just because who could argue against that yeah I, I think Huddersfield are going to beat you <laughs> um, to be honest, <laughs> what do you think of my tactic? I'll just just get everyone like so. What you, so you need all the the, <laughs> the strong players at the bottom. Get Klaas and Nash at the bottom. Check can be at the bottom, and they're just holding up and be bellering. You know, just like so they're they're standing up normally, and Bellerin's just sort of horizontal at the top. So he's covering the top corner. Get Monreal on the other side. They'll just cover the whole goal. So Huddersfield can't score in ninety minutes, and then we'll get a nil nil. I just think, or maybe yeah. just leave the Batman up front, and then yeah. just, just when the, when you get the ball, just kick it right up to him. <laughs> I, I, I just, I mean, I, I just, have, I don't have much faith in this Arsenal squad, to be honest. So I, I, I can't, can't see you getting anything from that game. No, I'm going to go for a loss. So then, right, let's move on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Liverpool, Brighton. 
Um, we spoke about it before. Um, I think it's possible that Brighton could win that. Um, but it's equally as possible Liverpool could win it. It's just, it, feels, it feels like a, a cup games now, doesn't it? Last game of the season. It feels like big cup games at Edelman, though. I, I think it would be difficult to argue that Brighton are in any way favourites for that game. I think... I think Liverpool. No, have to I'm not saying they're favourites. I'm just saying it could happen. Like I don't think it's beyond. I don't think it's like a Liverpool versus a League Two side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. Ba- I, I'm not gonna predict a score, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna back Liverpool to get the three points there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go draw. I think you've been a bit of a bad run in the Premier League. And yeah, I mean, if, if you offer me a draw League. now, uh, to be honest, I'd quite happily take it. But I, yeah. I, I do think Liverpool will want to go to the final with a bit of momentum. They want to also get the top four. They have had the whole week off. They didn't play midweek, so I expect Liverpool to do the business. Um, Man United, Watford. I feel. See, I don't know. I just think Man United. Oof. I think Man United might win that. Um, even though they've been playing poorly, um, I think they'll still win that. I just think Watford aren't great in defending, uh, from what I've seen this year. I think he might rest a few players for that one, Mourinho. So I just actually in the final. Yeah, I, I think just in general as well. I think I think he kind of hinted at that in his in his interview. So I think I think I'm going to go for I think Watford. Pogba, I think Pogba might be playing that game from what I saw. But um, I'm going to go for Watford in that game. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Newcastle, Chelsea. Well, I I think Raf is going to get a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think so as well. I think that might be a draw. But again, it's entirely possible that. Chelsea could win it, or mm-hmm. you know, it's just—it just feels like cup games at the moment. Mm-hmm. Last game of the season, uh, Southampton City. We're kind of wrapping up this podcast now. This <laughs> is all just kidding. There's nothing really to play for. Yeah, really boring, I mean, it, it? It, exactly. <laughs> a lot of these games, it doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I, like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go for a draw on that one. Actually, yeah, I think we're all saying draw because it's like, mm. yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird that they won it, and then I think it was a great result, wasn't it? Last game, where Huddersfield got a draw out of that um, against C. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, we've got Swansea Stoke, obviously, Swansea are back them to win 11 <laughs> 0. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I, I actually would favour Swansea. <sighs> I don't know, again, it's difficult, and who really cares? I mean, there's nothing really at stake there, is there? So, I mean, Swansea will probably try and put on a bit of a show. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to back Swansea to win, but it won't be enough to save them. Right, uh, yeah, um, I think Swansea will win it. Um, Spurs City. Spurs Leicester City. That'll probably help you figure that one out. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm going to go for Spurs, though. Um, yeah, I think Kane. Also, oh, we probably should look at that, but how many more goals does Kane got to get to be satisfied? I think it's all about... He needs three or four, so I think it's it's pretty much... It's done. Yeah, I, I kind of think there's a good chance Salah will score against Brighton. So, I just I think Kane will get a, definitely score whether he gets a hat trick or not. Um, yeah, West Ham Everton last last one. I think I think West Ham will do that. I think they'll win. I'm gonna go for a draw. I just don't think Everton or Allardyce in front. You never really know. You either having be draws or just barely winning. Really. Um, yeah, I think. We're going to wrap this up now. Um, did another hour. How'd you feel after that? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we covered covered uh, covered a few 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 topics. But as you said, it, it, the season has kind of wound down without too much excitement. So yeah. not a uh, not 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 too much else to say really than what yeah. we've said. We went in with this to just saying we probably might do half an hour, forty five minutes, but we've done another hour now. So all right, no thanks for listening. Really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, till next time. See you later. <laughs>